welcome to the Invisible Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Ashland. Thank you for joining me on this journey, where I'll be your guide, personal therapist, hype man, guru, and even urban monk, as we switch our mentalities and move towards something greater. Where must we go? We who wander this wasteland in search of our better selves. The Invisible Happiness awaits. Welcome to episode two of The Invisible Happiness. Before we get into this episode, I would like to do a little shameless self-promotion, so bear with me. If you're not following the show already on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so uh, by going and visiting the social media links, which I will post in the show notes. Also check out our Patreon. There's a chance to become a big part of the uh, Happiness Collective, as I'm calling it. Uh, You're also going to have a chance to get some stickers, some t-shirts, things like that. Opportunities to write into the show, uh, ask some questions that I'll answer and things like that. So just make sure you check that out if you want to support us in any way, support me in any way on this podcast journey. Today's episode, we're going to discuss acceptance of self. Uh, Last episode, we talked about one simple question, which was, do you love yourself? And in order to love oneself, you have to accept who you are. And for me, this was the one thing that was the hardest of all things for me. Uh, Loving myself became a piece of cake. Once I was able to accept who I was uniquely and authentically who I was without any uh, guilt or shame about it. And we'll probably get into that a little later. The process of acceptance of self is a major, major, big undertaking. And it's not our default setting, I don't think, for the most part. So today, we're going to talk about what acceptance of self is. How do you get to that place of self-acceptance? And what does it look like once you're there? First, let's define what acceptance of self truly means. Acceptance of self is a complete welcoming of the essence that makes you uniquely and authentically who you are, aka your soul, if you want to uh, get spiritual in that sense. And I stated that I don't believe that acceptance of self is really your default setting. I think that maybe when we're babies, when we're kids, it is our default setting because we don't know any differently, right? You, you, you're happy, you love yourself, you have no reason not to. But as you get older, as you start to walk in the world, just go through your life and even your parents, right? Start putting things on you and pressures on you that will ultimately make you start becoming someone maybe who you aren't or becoming something you're not or pretending that you're something you're not in order to be accepted and not accepted by yourself, but accepted through other pe- from other people. Find trying to find acceptance in other people instead of looking for it internally first. And so I think at first it may be our default setting in some ways, but it's, it's stripped away pretty quickly. So we're going to talk about how do we get back to that place of, I, I like to call it, self, self-acceptance to me is more of an unbecoming of all the things that you're taught who you are. It's wiping off the dirt that has built up on you from the world that per- makes you perceive yourself as being something you're not and, and getting right back down to who you all have always been right from the moment you were born. Internally and uniquely inside of yourself, you know who that person is. You just may have hidden it away or tried to forget that person in order to feel accepted or welcomed in society and the world in general. So we're gonna get down to the unbecoming, AKA the acceptance of self. One thing that Again, I have to make clear, I said this last time when we talked about do you love yourself, but it goes the same thing with acceptance of self. You do not have to be in your ideal space. When it comes to accepting yourself, 
it's not about being ideal. In fact, acceptance of self means you're going to accept all the horrible things about yourself as well. That's really the bigger issue here. It's so much easier to accept the things that are great about you, but that those, those flaws and those things that you've done or just who you are that you might not particularly like, that is the part, that is the root of having to accept that will be harder than anything else. And until you can do that, you will never be able to fully accept who you are. So ultimately self-acceptance is about not being ideal, but more so understanding who you are, good, bad, and indifferent, and accepting that part of yourself and all parts of yourself in that way. How do you get to a place? How do you get to that place of self-acceptance? Big overarching message of that is to embrace all that you are, everything, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. And that is where the problem begins. So let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at some different factors and things that will allow you to approach how to accept yourself. As I said last week, and I will preach this every episode more than likely, is to be honest with yourself, which is something that I did not do for a very long time. So believe me when I say this, I'm not just saying it for my health or for yours, actually. Be honest with yourself. You will get to this place of the invisible happiness. You will get to happiness so much faster when you are honest with who you with yourself completely. So from the beginning, be honest with yourself about everything, about everything that you are, everything that you've done, and everything that you might do in the future. Because this isn't just about right now. Accepting yourself is going to be something you do every single day you wake up, every single day for the rest of your life. It does not stop just because you think you have it handled. And you think that, oh, this is, I'm at the state of who I'm going to be for a very long time. You're constantly going to evolve and mature. And because of that, you have constantly have to be aware of and accept all the things you can possibly do and will become throughout your life or unbecome throughout your life. A big factor in accepting yourself is forgiving yourself. And you may think, well, what do I have to forgive myself for? That's a question only you can answer. There are things that we do that we have done in our past that you continue to do or you do right now or mistakes you've made that you may look at yourself in shame and guilt and blame yourself for things or look down on yourself for things. You may have made mistakes and hurt other people and you carry those things around with you. Having that feeling of shame and guilt and not forgiving yourself, not allowing yourself to forgive yourself, you will never accept who you are or the things you've done if you can't forgive yourself for your past. No one's perfect. Like everyone has lied. You know, everyone has done things that they aren't proud of. So taking steps to understand what those things are, forgiving yourself for them, and trying not to make those same mistakes again. And that's something that is even harder, right? Uh, learning from past mistakes and not making them again. And then when you do make them, because we're human and you might make them again, forgiving yourself again for them. Uh, with forgiving yourself, you have to understand that there has to be teachable moments there to be able to move past the things you've done to become a better person and not make those same mistakes again. So you don't have to keep continually forgiving yourself for the same exact thing. But forgiving yourself is a required step into self-acceptance. Releasing expectations. These expectations can be put on you by your parents, can be put on you by family members, brothers, sisters, society, and also by 
from yourself. Parents are very good for this because they're very good at having an expectation of what you should be, what kind of job you should have, what kind of car you should have, what kind of family you should make. Parents have a lot of preconceived notions of what their child should be like and what their child should become and who their child should be without even allowing the child a chance to become who they really are or to show you who they are. They've already put pressure on you to be something that maybe you're not ever going to be or that you don't want to be or that's not who you are. And sometimes and most of the time, a lot of us conform to those things because it's our parents, right? It's because all you know is because you love them and you don't want to disappoint them. And you conform to that. Um, releasing expectations from your parents and understanding that and breaking that unhealthy bond. And I think that that's a conversation that a lot of people don't want to have is that parents can have a very unhealthy bond to you in a very unhealthy situation of forcing you or trying to confine you into being something you're not. Understanding the boundaries and understanding yourself enough to release those expectations from your parents, release those expectations from family members, release those expectations from society and also from yourself so that you can break free and truly start to unbecome all the things that they placed on you so you can get back down to who you really are and what you truly want and what will truly make you happy in your pursuit of happiness will be a key step into moving towards accepting yourself, releasing expectations that do not belong to you and have never belonged to you. Take accountability. This kind of goes back to forgiving yourself, right? In order to forgive yourself, you're going to have to take accountability for your actions, for the good things, for the bad things, for the things that you may feel completely indifferent about. You know, if you lied to someone, if you hurt someone, if you cheated on someone, uh, whatever it is you've done, take accountability for those things. Ask other people for forgiveness. If you taking accountability will be asking someone else for forgiveness or presenting forgiveness to someone else, um, even if they don't accept your forgiveness. Putting yourself out there in a situation of releasing that forgiveness, releasing that pain, releasing that and taking accountability and recognizing the wrongdoings you have done in order for you to move forward in understanding that they are a part of who you are. They don't have to be who you are, but they are a part of you who you are. Your actions are a part of who you are. And if they are negative actions, they still are a part of you. And whether or not you've matured and you've never done them again, uh, it doesn't matter, right? They're your actions. They are a part of you. You have to accept those things. I've done plenty of things in my past that I wish that I hadn't done, but I have done them. Now, I don't regret those things, which may sound horrible, but I don't because they made me who I am. I've learned a lot from the mistakes I've made. So I don't regret them, but I'm not proud of them either. I, I in no way take pride in hurting someone else or the things I've done or the choices I've made that ultimately have, may have caused trauma in other people's lives because of my own trauma. I don't take any pride in that, but I don't regret them because I've taken accountability for my actions even though those bad decisions have happened and I have done those things, they are a part of me and I fully accept that at some point I was that, I was that darker shadow person. That was my, that, those were the traits that I allowed to, to, to be in the driver's seat. But I know that that's not who I am. That is a part of who I am, but it's not me in totality. I look back and I don't even recognize that person, but I understand that that person is me and I accept that person. I accept that darkness. I accept those wrongdoings because they are who I am. They are a part of who I am. But being able to combat your light and your darkness and finding that perfect balance in the middle will help you take accountability for your actions. If you really want to start to unbecome things that 
have been put on you throughout your life, one of the biggest things you can do is start to do one brave thing a day. Like doing something brave, doing something that you fear uh, will force you to really confront what you are, who you are, and what you like and what you don't like and what you want and what you don't want. Doing one brave thing a day kind of exposes and helps you discover and kind of also cements who you are in totality. One thing that I suggest everyone does in their life is skydive. Go jump out of a plane. It is one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. I love skydiving. It is something that I wasn't particularly scared of. But the thing about skydiving is that it makes you confront your mortality. And let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. Confronting your mortality will quickly help you see exactly who you are and what you want. Because you'll be faced with the fact that you might not ever get it. <laughs> so definitely do something brave every day. Whether it be, you know, asking out your crush or shooting your shot or going for that job you want. Hey, you might not get it, but you might. But do something brave every single day. It can be something small. If you're afraid of it, it's definitely a big thing. So I would say definitely start practicing 30 seconds of courage and just doing something brave as long as it's like, you know, nothing crazy and illegal, obviously. But doing something brave uh, once a day will definitely help you get a better understanding of who you are and what things you should shed and unbecome so that you can really start to cement who you are as a person. Uh, explore the parts of you that you're not ready to accept. I think this one kind of speaks for itself. Uh, I think that we all know inside of ourselves, deep down ourselves, things about us that are true that we don't want to accept. We just, we just don't want to be true. So we just kind of pretend. It may be something small, could be something big. Um, but there are things I'm sure that at some point in your life, and maybe you have moved past those things that you know to be true, but you haven't accepted. If you want to accept yourself completely, you have to do that because it is completely, it is not everything but this thing or 90% but 10% not. It's, it's 100%. you either all in or you're all out on this in order for you to be able to kind of move towards loving yourself completely. Uh, you have to do it 100%. All the way in or all the way out. You know, stop judging yourself. Again, like I said, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have made mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Yesterday was not the last mistake you made. Today was not the last mistake you made. You will make hundreds, thousands, millions more mistakes before you're done on this earth. Being okay with that, being okay with the fact that you are human and you have flaws, but you're constantly striving to be better will help you so, so much. The mistakes you make don't define who you are. Don't allow them to. And definitely don't judge yourself from the mistakes you make. Dissolve feelings of guilt and shame you have placed on yourself for simply being who you are. Your level of self-acceptance goes hand in hand with loving yourself, which goes hand in hand with you achieving your ultimate happiness. I said this before and I'll say it again. You can't have one without the other. Everything we talk about is all interconnected. It's all internal and all begins and leads back to you. The more you accept yourself, the more happiness you will accept from others because you will believe and know that you deserve to be happy. If you can't accept who you are, you will never accept the love you're meant to have. You will never accept the happiness you deserve because you believe you won't deserve it. The minute you start to accept who you are, the minute you start to love yourself and you start to see how everything works together, you understand what you deserve. You understand what you want. 
and you will not settle and accept anything less than what you deserve. So once you've accepted yourself, once you've done the work or done some work and you start to move in the direction of understanding who you are, what you are, what you want, what you will and won't accept, what you deserve and what you're worthy of, what does that look like? What does self-acceptance like? What does that feel like once you get to that space? Or for one, you have a much more positive self-attitude, right? The way you look at yourself in the mirror, your attitude about yourself, the way you think about yourself, all of that changes. Everything is positive or starts to lean towards more positive than negative, at least. You're no longer confused about your identity. You're no longer wanting or wishing you were someone else. Trust me, who you are, that person that you may hide, that you try to hide from the world, society, friends, family, whoever, that thing, that, that person who you are deep down inside, those little quirks, all those things, who you are is better than anyone you'll ever pretend to be. And I know that sometimes that seems hard and bullshit, but it is true. Unbecome everything you're not and become who you are. You have been listening to the Invisible Happiness Podcast. Thank you for joining me. The beats you're hearing at the beginning and ending of this show are by Benji at BenjiGuyBeats.com. Please check them out. If you wish to help support the podcast, please visit my Patreon as well. All information and links mentioned during the show will be listed in the show notes under every episode over at my website at TheInvisibleHappiness.com. And remember, you deserve to be happy. And I want you to be happy. Hope you join me in the next one. So then.